I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources on a Friday. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we round out our week and head into the weekend, I always like to give you a little something to noodle on as you head into the weekend. And we've been talking about a lot of tough challenges that we face in the country, in our communities, in our homes. And often it it can be a little overwhelming. It can even be a little exhausting. Uh, Some of us get uh, caught in uh, the fear of it all. And the frustration of it all. And it's important that when we, you know, we look back, we look back at uh, those genuine heroes and heroines around us, uh, the, the great achievements in our individual histories, our family histories, our country's history. And we look at those who have done extraordinarily difficult things. And we often say, how in the world did they do that? And that's an important question, but it's not the most important question. The most important question we should ask is, why did they do that? Because when we understand the why, uh, the how kind of takes care of itself. Uh, I've shared before a long time ago, uh, way too many years ago. I I hate when I start saying things and it was 20 years ago. The fact that I can say 20 years ago is somewhat painful, Uh, but it was about 20 years ago. I was uh, on a business trip. I was on the Isle of uh, Penang in Malaysia. I was speaking to a group of banking executives there, and I had uh, part of a day to myself as I uh, drove into the hotel. Uh, I saw a little mountain off in the distance there, and uh, I thought that might be nice just to do a little a little hike there. I'm I am not big outdoors person, as you know. Uh, anything below Marriott is technically camping in my house. Uh, but I do love to to be able to see that and to experience things like a, an extraordinary sunrise. Yeah, and so when I checked into the hotel, uh, I asked the person behind the counter, you know, is there a path up to the top of that uh, little mountain over there? And she thought that there was. And I asked what time I'd have to leave in the morning in order to be on top to see the sunrise, uh, which she thought was kind of uh, worth chuckling at. And she called over the bellman and they figured out uh, this crazy American wants to hike the mountain in the dark. And so I kind of figured it all out and uh, got up very early the next morning. I uh, drove over uh, to the base of the mountain, and there was a path there. I started working my way up, uh, was scared to death halfway up, uh, was joined by two monkeys uh, who decided to come along for the journey. They led most of the way, so that was a good thing. Uh, eventually, we got to the top. Uh, not sure what the monkeys did uh, after we got there. They uh, had their own uh, agenda. But I got up there just as the sun came up, and when that sun emerged, it was breathtaking, awe-inspiring. I could see the whole island and then just a gazillion shades of blue and green uh, just reflecting off that morning sun. 
And it was amazing. It was just an extraordinary moment. And I just tried to soak it all in. I stayed up there as long as I could. Uh, but then finally I had to had to go back to reality. <laughs> I had to go down the mountain. I had to go back to the hotel. I had to go back to work. And uh, I'll never forget the uh, that night after I had done my work, I went back to the hotel room. And the hotel staff had done a turndown service which is how you know you're really camping in the right way. If you get turned down service and a mint on your pillow, that's a good thing. Uh, but they had also put a, a little poem on my pillow. And it's uh, it's a real simple one. It's one that I have reflected on forever, remembering that view I had from the top of the mountain there on the Isle of Penang. That the poem began with a question. Why climb? And then it said only this. What is above knows what is below. What is below does not know what is above. One climbs, one sees, one may descend and see no longer, but one has seen. And there's an art to conducting oneself in the lower regions of life by the memory of what you saw higher up. And so as we look at some of the challenges that we face individually and collectively, uh, there are a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, why climb? Why push so hard? Why be fiscally responsible? Why make sure we take care of those that are facing homelessness in a different way where we treat them not as liabilities to be managed, but as human beings with infinite potential to be invested in and developed? Why work so hard uh, to make sure all of our children have opportunities to rise, to be educated, and to fulfill not only their purpose, but their dreams. Why do that? Why strive? Why push? And those who ask the question of why have never seen the view from higher up. Because as it says, what is above knows what is below. And then it's important in seasons like we've been through in this country, when we do get knocked down to the valley, when things are really difficult, we need to remember what it was like higher up. As we've talked about race, as we've talked about policing, as we've talked about criminal justice, as we've talked about those on our streets and those facing addiction and depression, we need to help them connect and remember the view from higher up. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.